dong, 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 dong. That's the music that we adjusted. Hey, what's up going on, everybody? It's the Brother Speak Podcast coming at you, talking about black LGBT issues and topics. Wait a minute. Black LGBT issues and topics. I'm with my co host. Darnell and this is Chris. We're missing one, but that's okay. A little bit under the weather, so we'll. Yeah. There's he's here in spirit. His name Ricky. Miss you, Ricky. All right. So how's your week going, Darnell? You know, my week's winding down, of course. Uh, but so I mean, it was a pretty good week. Okay. All right. Well, what made uh, it? <laughs> Any more dates? Any more dates? Oh, what? Uh, a date ish. <laughs> Wait. Well, Question. What? Have you ever done the friends with benefits thing? Oh, many times. Of course you of course. have. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> well, what made you think? Well, Chris, not all of us have. Wow! Oh my God, I can't believe you started off that one. But that, <laughs> that's a good one. That is a not, good one. It, I haven't. I didn't do it until this week. And oh wow! My God, I'm well, so glad my mom doesn't listen to the show. Oh my God! <laughs> well, okay. Well, wait a minute. Okay, what made that happen? Who put on the first move? Well, it was like we we went out. Like one time, yeah, and we both know we're not in a place to really have a relationship, yeah. But like, I haven't gotten laid in a long time, <laughs> and he hadn't got laid right in a long time. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, and I'm I like to get to know a person before I, I... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, how long y'all know each other? Um, like over a month now. Oh, well, then hell, that's not friends. Y'all still getting up? You know, I like know, that? but, like, oh, we're not, like, shoot. in, like, we're not dating. Yeah. Or I mean, you just in a relationship or anything. Friendly. Yes, we're very, very friendly. friendly. You, yeah. got, you up that friendliness we were, about exactly. 50%. I and I was, I was worried because, you know, once you cross that that, yeah. that line, you can't you can't uncross okay. the line, you know. Well, yeah, it takes a while. It takes a long couple of years. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. So right. I don't want to so. do that. Yeah, so I crossed the line, and it was... <laughs> You know, it was great. I'm not gonna lie. I had a fun time. People, uh, right now, okay, I want everybody to know. I'm looking at Darnell's face right now, and his face is lit up like a damn light. Oh my bulb. god! Uh, uh, but you know what? Okay, you know it does work. I'm not gonna say it doesn't. It, it actually you know? works beautifully. I've had that. Let me tell you. Listen, for the the bio, the biological impulse to. To do it is very strong, all right? I'm only human. Oh, my God. Okay. So, uh, listen. Yeah. Listen, I'm with you. I I, I do not. I'm not going to bash it all. I do. I'm at, <laughs> I know I'll have some. Whew, Lord Jesus. Wow. Like, you're, you're coming back. I, I, I sweat a little bit because, you know. <laughs> I, I'm in a relationship, you know. I'm, I'm sanctified now. <laughs> I think. I but, think. I don't know. I think there's something to it because you don't have to. You're not a, accountable to nothing. Yeah. But here's a little warning sign. I know. When you are, when you realize that you are single, you yeah. know, and you're still doing your thing, I yeah. get it. But not in front of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the see that and that. I guess you know it's a, a mental thing. Seriously, right? When you are out with your friend. Mm-hmm. And yet you're admiring something else. Somebody gonna Somebody's, catch some feelings. Exactly. Somebody exactly. gonna catch. Let's keep this keep exactly. this shit real. Somebody gonna catch it. And when that occurs, just be prepared. I know. Have a good discussion. Talk about it. You know, because so sometimes you can talk about all you want to. Shit don't change. But <laughs> just talk about it because sometimes the people's people are pleasing. You. Right. Just right. be just careful. Be upfront and be honest. Ca- I've been in that tons of, oh and God. don't get me wrong, 
I feel some type of way too. Oh. Oh, that's how it oh, is. Oh, that's who you're talking about. Oh, so to? that's the, oh, that's what you like. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. And mind right, you, right. we're not in a relationship. Right. It's like, well, I didn't think you felt that type of way. It's like, you know, and then you know, it kinda opens up some things. Yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes you try to make that situation turn into a relationship, right. that shit don't work. Well, it worked one time. It did work one time with me. Right. But other than that, majority of the history, uh-uh. I do I do one well. I do wonder what'll happen if, like, at some point, I want a relationship with somebody that's not him. Like, how do I cut that off? And how how would you explain that to your partner? Right. Like, right. would you? Ex- well, I would hope I wouldn't know, because I would, like, I wouldn't explain in detail like what I did. What do you mean? Like, if I brought the guy around, let me tell you my something partner? about gay people. Let me tell you. Yes, let me oh. tell you about gay people. Will gay people will ask some questions, and especially <laughs> if you are dating that person. You're dating yeah. that person. They're gonna say, "Um, how'd y'all mean?" You know, sex is pretty open with gay people. Like we. We're very like, until you get into relationships. Yeah, until you get in a relationship, <laughs> then you don't want to talk about it at all. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it is open, right. but I know for a fact that I mm-hmm. recently had to ask some questions. Like, oh, oh, who's that? Um, so how, how'd y'all meet? Yeah, you know, it was like something that it came up because you know I felt some type of weight. You yeah. know, and, but mind you, the, when the shoes on the other foot, that's the same situation. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just that thing. But how could you possibly introduce that to your partner? Oh, we used to do our thing back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. That could not, no. I'd be like, this is my longtime friend. We, I don't know, we met at Build-A-Bear. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. It was perfectly oh innocent, God. you know. Wow, <laughs> you really would not say anything. No, but how it, awkward is that? I, I, I've, I've had to. I've really, had to. I've had to. You just had to be honest. I, I had to be honest, but you know, in the previous relationships I've had, we've actually been honest about previous relationships like that. Wow. So we have, we have been honest to say, well, yeah, we. That's you know. very adult of you. We, we've, the, I mean, yeah. after a while, you kind of say, because you, yeah. anybody who knows, you know, right? You know how everybody is. So. Well, even with this guy, like I. I have a busy, I have a fairly busy life. Yeah. Like a few times this week, I hung out with some friends and we yeah. grabbed dinner or whatever. And this guy's like, "Oh, you're you're seeing that friend a lot." <laughs> See, <laughs> people, watch. people watch. People know. I'm just, listen. I, I had I, to like pull out pictures of this guy <laughs> and, his, and his and his boyfriend. I'm like, I am not attracted to him. I don't want anything to, like he's you know practically married. Like there's no yeah. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, my weekend was not as How was your week? My weekend, <laughs> honestly, I spent a wonderful time with yeah. my relationship. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely had a good time with Lazaro. Um, you know, one time we actually went to, we went out and just hung out with some of our friends. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends just invited us out. We had a nice little dinner. And then actually, um, we, you know, had a good time together this weekend. Just spent some, spent some cuddly quality, time. Quality, quality, cuddly time. While I watched a little, you know, Django. <laughs> the rerun of Django. <laughs> That's yeah. how you won wine was Django nah, and Chain. It was one of those things we were just kind of less cuddling. It was like, yeah. let's, let's call Netflix and just watch Django. Just lay it in the bed, just like that. You know, it was really nice. That's it, cute. It was, but I also did go to uh, this Black Lives Matter thing. I wanted, uh-huh. I wanted to find out what this Black Lives Matter is down here in Broward County. Right. I had no idea. So I went and just got to hear them talk. And I went to this church, and uh, it was in combination with the church. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to get the name, but let me tell you something. I walked off pissed. 
Yeah. I walked off so pissed. I told everybody about it. Because I, it was making it as though it was just a black issue. Mm. And it really pissed me off. I'm thinking to myself, and the minister, check this out, was Latino. Yeah. The minister was Latino. So how in the world? You know, I was like, you got, and there was several white clergy in, there were several clergy in throughout the crowd. But uh-huh. it was also white clergy. Guess who happened, just happened to leave early? Oh. They all happened to leave early. Oh. Got, uh, I got other things to do. It was just, right. and then I'm looking at the minister. I'm thinking myself. I'm looking at the Black Lives Matter, and the, what I got most about that is the fact that they were really helping people in general. Mm. We're talking about the homeless. They were talking. Right. They're really, they're really the softer version of Black Lives Matter in our county. I think that gets ignored though. Like, I, well, because the, it doesn't. You know, that doesn't make news. Helping the it community. It don't make no damn news. So ain't nobody gonna listen to you it. Know. But it was actually something I wanted to see for myself. Right. So I thought this particular Black Lives Matter movement was very watered down because they really seemed to want to help people. Right. But I think they do it in still ancient time way. You know, just. Disrupted people's day don't really make changes. Right. Sorry, we ain't living in that town no more. But I appreciate yeah. what the young girl yeah, yeah. is uh, being a part of. She's actually a community organizer. But uh, afterwards, I went to a minister, you know, because, oh, correction, the minister came to me because yeah. they always introduce each other. Yeah. The minister, somebody said, Well, he there, saw your face? Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> he yeah, saw yeah. you making faces. Like, <laughs> like, I, I had to look at his face just yeah, looking like, at it. And so I went to get ready to leave, haul yeah. ass, basically. And he stopped me. Hey! Chris, is it? And I'm like, yeah. Oh my he took my hand and shook it. So, what'd you think? And so, <laughs> I'm like, this man ain't gonna really want to hear what I think, but I'm gonna give it to him anyway. I said, you know what? I really felt pissed majority of the time. I said, 70% of the time, I was pissed 30% of the time. I appreciated some information because it was some great value. Mm-hmm. But he said, why? I said, well, you made it seem like it was a, just strictly a black issue. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? Let me give you a little bit of history. When Hitler got done with all the Jews... Mm-hmm. Guess who he went after next? The first thing that came out of his mouth, guess who what it was? Go for it. Gays. Yeah. Gays, Muslims, you yeah. know, and, the, and, and, and you know, all this other ill, clean people. Right. I said, no, Germans. Mm-hmm. He looked at me like, what? And I said, you don't understand. Hitler figured out that it's going to be a really big expense to maintain all of these lives. Yeah. So in order to do so, he had to kind of kill a few Germans off too. He didn't know what the fuck to say to me. He had nothing to say. And so and he said, I didn't know that. I said, I know you don't. A lot of your, your congregation and your ministers don't either. Yeah. But I walked off. Because I, I was just so infuriated. I just didn't want to. It's like you just can't. And I said, but I did leave a one question. Say you get all rid of all the black people right now. Can you really have a be an oppressor and stop oppressing? No, you can't. Exactly. They'll find somebody new to oppress. Bingo. Like, and that's what they didn't think about. That's what made me upset. But mm-hmm. I, I said I had to see it for myself. I gave the opportunity. Done. So that was it. So, <laughs> nobody can say. Nobody can say I didn't I didn't actually take the t- take the opportunity to actually go support other causes and see what's going on. But anyway that's enough of that. So <laughs> let's move on to Brother Speak Culture Moment. This is where we actually talk about several events that's going on in today's world and things that interest us. You probably heard, you probably didn't. And damn it, you can hear that from here at first, you didn't. So I'm going to let Darnell take over from there. Go ahead, Darnell. I have a question for you. What? We'll start with this. Huh. How do you personally feel about HBCUs and the NAACP as organizations, their existence? Oh, Chris is rolling his eyes. <laughs> Okay. I, I want. I want to hear this. Oh, okay, you're talking about 
Okay, again, I'm a lover of history. I tell uh-huh. you all the time, there is a history of the NAACP. It was meant for one thing. Okay, the question, okay. Bullshit. the real question is, do you think they should still be around now? No. No? no well, correct. You know why? Because you know why I don't say they should be around now? Why? Because it's still the old way of thinking that's right. in there. And the thing about it is, it, that's a very long history. But the thing about it is, you would think you you would see a little bit more of them during this entire process, but you hear nothing of them. That tells me something. That's a good point. Tell me that's a good is point. Wrong. All right, I was about to call you Wendy Williams, but I won't. <laughs> Did you hear about what she said? Oh hell yeah! You heard what I she heard said? she said. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm glad, but she got. She got dinged for that. She did. She, yes, she, she did. lost her sponsorship with yeah. Chevy. Damn right. I'm they glad. They didn't like. And for listeners who don't know what she said, let me read some of what she said. Oh, please. This Go was ahead. after Jesse Williams' speech at the BET Awards, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Which was a great speech. Yes, yes it was. It yeah, really I was. thought it was really fantastic. I think it'll go down to history. Like, he, he was, I like that he was very to the point. Yes, he was. He um, was. But he's here's, also a teacher. Yeah, he's also a teacher. He's a very smart guy. Um, he's not just pretty. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, he was cute. This is what Wendy said. Uh, His speech was very poignant. On the other hand, I would be really offended if there was a school that was known as a historically white college. You mean like Harvard? Um, uh, Let me continue. Uh, We have historically black colleges. What if there was a national organization for white people only? There's the NAACP. Not really knowing the history. This is where this That's is the where, problem. See, when you don't know history The okay. thing is she does know the history. She okay, first She off, has family that's gone to HBCUs. She Really? Yes. Her father, her brother. Whoa! Yes. I didn't know okay, see She's just She just trying to appeal to the white audience. That's I guess that, that's what both are. We're trying to be controversial. She, I don't know. She's trying to appear to appeal to the white audience. Right. She knows who's keeping her on the show. She knows that's the true. fact that and by the way, for the first off, let's keep this shit straight. The people who was actually watching her ass, listen to her in New York and everybody else. It wasn't the white audience who it was captured not. it was the black audience. Exactly. And now that but I think Mr. Rowland actually had to correct her ass very well. He too. did. He went he on her went show in. too. He 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 did. He went on her show and he he like went down the history of black people in this country. She invited he, him to the show. Yeah. Yeah. What was this? She was, she was acting like a twenty year old blonde girl. Like she was like an airhead. She I'm is sorry to all the blondes airhead. out there. She is. She an can airhead. be. Yes. I think she's. I think you don't get that successful without being a little bit smart. Uh, a little true. smart. That's true. However, that's true. she can be very ignorant. Oh, big time. Big huge, time. Huge. So he went on her show and he like educated her to the history of black people in this country. And he boiled it down to the fact that essentially black people have not been free to be citizens of this country. Uh. Only since 1970. Wow. You think about that in the history of this country. Damn. That's a blip. Damn. It's no time at all. Oh, my Not even 60 years. Like, that's nuts. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And what did she say? What was her response? I had another. Not even 50 years. Um, Her response was just like, she kind of just let him talk. She did eventually say, I was wrong. Yeah, you lost something. Yeah, yeah you exactly. You lose something. She was yeah. mad about that money. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was wrong because you know what? You had to. Yep. Listen, I'm not into that put the fire out extinguishing type of public relations bullshit. Right. And don't think that nobody is going to be able to see through that. Exactly. I see through it. Every, a lot of people see through that shit because listen, you lost something. If she if she hadn't lost any money, she wouldn't have said a she word. She would have said a goddamn word. You know what? Whatever, Wendy. Whatever. Anyway, Wendy. <laughs> on to somebody else <laughs> i was gonna say Uh-oh. something to me but uh did you hear about shaka khan no no you didn't hear about shaka no, no. um it turns out that she is 
addicted to she and her sister entered drug rehab for addiction to prescription drugs and do you know what prompted her to do that what prince prince dying from from yeah oh my god yeah so she says, unfortunately, I will miss several <coughs> concert appearances over the summer. However, it's vital that I put my health and well-being first. I know that I'm disappointing some of my fans, but I also know that they would want me to recover and be well and happy. Khan has entered an intensive rehabilitation and aftercare program with her sister, Yvonne Stevens, also known as Takaboom. Takaboom? Yeah. What, did you see the, the Mickey Howard story? No. Apparently, um, which I... <clears throat> Shaka Khan's history of drugs has been very, very yeah. much so. My parents would tell me about Shaka Khan's history. But I, the movie Mickey Howard, I knew Mickey was into drugs, yeah. but I did not know she was taking it with Shaka Khan. Oh, Her wow. and Shaka Khan were like drug sisters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was to the point where there was one particular scene where Mickey Howard was just out of it. Shaka was put, dumped her ass in the shower, slapping around and everything Are you like serious? that. It be, that's how they were deep into it. Was it seventies, eighties? This is the, oh no, Mickey Howard was in the eighties, late eighties, early nineties around wow. that time. And the thing about it is, I mean, because we all anybody who knows Mickey Howard knows that she sings songs like "I've been up and I've been down." She also um, ain't nobody like you. There you go. And she yeah. also said, um, "I'm in love on a new management." She did some really good song, but her voice. Nice try. I think I know that. Nice song. try. But her, her her voice yeah. was just good. But I did not know how deep in the drugs yeah. and abusive relationships she was in too. But I mean, but yeah, Shaka Khan was her right ride or die. Wow, Shaka Khan. And guess who plays Shaka Khan? Who? Her daughter. Oh, really? Her daughter. Did she look? She looks like her. Obviously, he, well, right? she does look like yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was wow. like whoa. She played Shaka. I didn't Khan. know that about Shaka. Yeah, she just recently. It yeah. was on um, uh, TV One. TV One. Yeah. TV yeah. One. They're they're really good about their shows. Yeah. Their documentaries and stuff like that. It's really good. Really. Best good. of luck to her. Honestly. Wow. Jeez. Well, you know what? That happens a lot. My last relationship mm. was in he. He admitted he used to take a lot of drugs, and then he replaced it with a prescription drug. Yeah. That prescription drug he wound up becoming addicted to, too. And he had to wane himself off of it. I'm very proud of him, but definitely took some time. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's that's rough. I've never personally dealt with someone who was a drug it's, addict. It's, it's, it, but guess what? The drug companies know that. Yeah. And I'm not moving. I'm stopping from that day. Stop, stop right there. <laughs> they, oh. <laughs> Conspiracy, I'm Chris. I'm Conspiracy stopping. theory, Chris. Ugh. We need to come God. with like a CCC. Conspiracy <laughs> theory, Chris Corner or something. <laughs> No, you have a right about it. You have a point. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Did you know that Angie Stone was part of a rap group? Oh, no, yes, yes, yes. I had no idea. Yeah, Angie Stone, she was, um, matter of fact, if you actually remember, she played on uh, the uh, R&B Divas. Yeah. They talked about that, her history. But they also did a doc, uh, like uh, VH1, not VH1, TV1, I'm sorry, TV1 yeah. did one about her, she was in a rap group. Yeah. She was in a rap group. Was it like group. unsung? Yeah, it was a unsung, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was in there. And but object, but honestly, you know, I she has a great history, a very steady history yeah. in the music industry, but she did start originally hip hop. Yes. I had no idea. Yeah. And apparently she was pissed that most people didn't know that she was part of a hip hop group. You now getting pissed? Yeah. Because oh, last shut up. <laughs> Really well, what happened up. was uh-huh. last week they had the hip hop honors, yeah. and it was dedicated to the women of rap, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. So they honored Queen Latifah, yeah. Lil Kim. Yeah, I saw. Uh, it. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Eve was there. She hosted. Eve's gorgeous. Eve um, stays beautiful. She she looks the same age she as she was in like nineteen nineteen ninety nine. Like that girl it's knows crazy. When you marry a billionaire, you and now she's married to money. Yeah. Oh my. You can stay good looking, right? Um, 
I mean, she's uh, she's she's, still, she's got the Mariah Carey she thing can going turn on. A gay man to, you know, but yeah, <laughs> maybe you know there are rumors about her back in the day. I heard. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure there mm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Andy Stone was not happy that they didn't honor her group from the '70s that no one really remembers. I'm sorry. I mean, look, she, listen. Okay, mind she, you, does she have a point to a degree? Yes. Yeah. Should you be extremely upset? I mean, the, the, most of the women that actually have been honored, they made a big success. There's a lot of people can right. argue the same exact thing who probably did very well within their community but not merely made it on a broad stroke like the entire U.S. or the industry. So, mm-hmm. listen, your career at this stage, people can be able to talk more about. But just right. because of the fact that you started one way, exactly. sorry to tell you. It's like you made your name. It's like you made you your know, name singing R and B. And you made, yeah, and that's great. You know? And keep, that's fantastic. I mean, she's that. incredibly talented. Don't but, get I me mean, wrong. You've had to make a big, broad stroke. Listen, there's a lot of women that Queen Latifah honored. I remember because they used right. to play the videos on Yo and TV Raps exactly. honoring women and everything. You listen, yo. I mean, sorry, you just ain't you're not that prevalent. Yeah, right I now. mean, that's kind of what. So that's that's the know. world turns. Matter of fact, all you should be saying is. I am proud that they honored the women of hip-hop. I like to think that I kind of made my little impact when I'm fortunate. But you know what? I'm just very happy with right. a lot of women. Say something like that. Right. People look at you better. Right. Don't act so You come in like egotistical. It. Yeah, Shut exactly. Up. Yeah, it's like <laughs> and to wrap it up and to keep it, I guess I'm doing the, this one solely women. Okay. Uh, this, this, <laughs> this culture moment. I want to give a shout-out to Serena Williams. Yes! She won, she won her 22nd Grand Slam. I can't, she's like tied that. up with um, Steffi Graf. Yo, she's the greatest athlete in history. Holy like, shit. that is fucking phenomenal. She, I mean, you, there's nothing you can say. There's she's nothing beautiful, too. She's, she's like a beautiful person. Brick house. Inside and out. <laughs> she's a great personality. Yes, she like, is. she's yes, she just, is. like, she she deserves it. I think It's well-deserved. And also, to, to basically, I think she won the Wimbledon um, match um, with her sister when they were doing the doubles. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a wonderful thing. I think that's fantastic. I think it's Can you imagine good. being their parent or something? I like, would admit, listen, I would be amazing with that fanatic feel. right now that yeah. my daughter made yeah. that. That my kids history. are at that status. And at equal. And yeah. you can do, pull their name off, you can say, that's my daughter. Exactly. And we make history all the time, don't we? We do, constantly. Anyway. Constantly. <laughs> but um, one last thing, um, I want to just say, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to her father. He suffered a stroke this when? past week. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. wow. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers. Like, yeah. wow, I didn't know that. I yeah, didn't know yeah. that. Wow. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Darnell, for that. So now we move into our main topic. All right. Here's the, here's the thing. When it came down to hip hop, we have had tons of stories about hip hop for years. We have made. We've seen documentaries <clears throat> in terms of gay people and hip hop. The controversy. Who's in? Who's out? Right. And let me tell you something. The, the reality is, we wanted to kind of find out a little bit more in terms of. Where all this started, first off, you know, right. um, a lot of things within hip hop, a lot of people just don't talk about anymore. That's why you got to really kind of pull back the layers and kind of yeah. find out where's where where was this gay thing within right. hip hop? Where was the needle thread? Like where where, where, where did it come from? Where did it yeah, come yeah. from? And the reality is, they were there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, to kind of start off a little bit of the story, in, to kind of start off gay people in general. Okay, some of the information I pulled up. Information pertaining to because back in the day it was illegal. Remember, it was very much illegal to be gay. Yes, and to also matter of fact, there was tons of research that shows that they used to break up parties. They used to bust down doors mm-hmm. in their homes 
and oh, this particular party because people the only way that people felt free was actually in their homes, not the clubs yeah, back in the day. But because it was illegal, people cops would come down, bust people down, arrest people, etc. So I found a little history pertaining to gay people mm-hmm. and music management. Mm-hmm. It's very, very thick. Apparently, not just within music, but also the acting world. Yeah. Because keep in mind. The only jobs, especially in Britain, the only jobs you could have as if you were gay was a hairdresser and work in the theater. Yeah. It was obvious. We're a very creative people. And let me tell you, <laughs> somebody said, you know, I'm going to manage groups. I'm going yeah. to manage rock and roll right. groups. And rock and roll became very big by gay managers. Really? Then, go a little bit further back. Yeah. Actors. Now, of course, you know, at Hollywood, you know, everybody You had knows. your Rock Hudson's, your, you know. It was, but or, guess what? Yeah. They had to be managed by somebody. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Right. A gay manager right. was signing up all of them, signing them to deals and everything. They knew all who the gay people was. Yeah. I was just watching this, uh, this documentary pertaining to, um, I believe his name was... Hunter. I know he was in a John Waters movie. Yes. He yes. was in, I forgot the one, but it's like, it was Divine, and she was a housewife. Yes. Who yes, was drinking, yes. and her husband was cheating on her, of course. And then she met him, and he turns out he's, well, well let me not, let me not yeah, spoil yeah, it. Because no I was shocked. I it was is like, definitely on Netflix. I want people to know that it is definitely on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I saw that documentary kind of exposed Hollywood a little bit more as well. Right. A lot of people really didn't understand how far gay men really were, how gay men really were in the entertainment business overall. Right. Now, when you look at those particular things, you kind of say to yourself, and by the way, they were working with very big wheel machines, big machines. We're talking mm. about Warner Brothers. We're talking about all the major labels. We're talking about all the major right. movie companies at Tab the time. Hunter. Uh, Tab Hunter. Tab, Tab Hunter. Tab Hunter. Yeah. And when you look at all of those things, you kind of say they were already in the big machines already. Mm-hmm. They were a part of creating those right. big entities that we know and the companies that we know that right. basically introduced many of the artists that we know and love. Right. When you look at hip-hop, though, hip-hop started very small, mm-hmm. independent labels. They did In the not, Bronx. In the, Sorry. I'm <laughs> in from the, the Bronx. So in, yeah. the, in the Bronx. <laughs> they started in those, those days. Yeah, yeah. But they started with small labels, Ma and Pa. You know, hip hop and hip hop, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. No, when they was actually starting, they were starting, believe it or not, rapping over a lot of beats, including disco. At one particular point, they called it disco rap. But here's the thing: a lot of the black people at that particular time, they felt that disco music was a little bit too fast. Really, they couldn't really rap over them, but they they saw the transition. They saw where they were capable of using disco music, but it just was too fast for them, and they felt it was too gay. Mm. Early stages of it, then. So now you kind of get those labels who really are not major labels because the major labels did not know how to handle what was about this rap thing. Right, they didn't know anything about it. Yeah. So let, I will stop right there. Just kind of give a little piece of history pertaining to the beginnings of it. Right. Even though there's a lot more that I'm going to share a little bit. But first off, starting right there. If I'm already, I got my house made already. Mm-hmm. And my house has Liberace as a picture. <laughs> it has solid gold couches. It has a, a sink that may look a little bit peculiar. Um, 
It was all these things. You're walking into my house. Am mm-hmm. I going to change my house because you walked in there? Nope. Nope. And I think that's how rap music really came into basically a lot of gay influence already there. Mm. Because a lot of that, a lot of those big labels, they already knew the directors, creative uh, uh, managers, uh, the the uh, the artists, people who did all those creative things that involve in creating this art. Right. A lot of people were, a lot of gay people were already in it. Right. They were already in it. I didn't know LL Cool J's manager was gay. Ex-manager. We, at the very first wow. beginning of the career, that manager was gay. So the amount of influence that we already had was tremendous. Right. Just by being there. Just by being there. Yeah. So now you got hip hop over here. Mm-hmm. Small labels. Now people like, hmm, people start to get, kind of catch the wave and say, wait a minute. Especially with Rappers Delight. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We can make money off this. Yeah. We can make money off this now. Small labels in New York were starting to branch off, but guess what? Also, just like bigger labels, small labels screwed people over too. Yep. So guess what? Someone just said, you know what? I want to. I want to switch this up. I want to go somewhere else. And guess what? That's when the labels was actually kind of open because they're now seeing the power in which they played in the media, in music. I mean, right. rappers of light went international, yeah. but several others went international as well. So everybody wanted one of their latest thing, a rapper. Let's right. get a rap group and put it. And here's the thing. Mainstream becoming part of it. These large uh, music groups mm-hmm. getting, into, getting into rap is what sort of pushed it to be more homophobic. Explain. Yeah, that's, that's, Explain. that's what I found. Explain. Um, there was a golden rule to hip-hop back in the day. Okay. And it was peace, love, unity, and having fun calling women queens and men kings. However, the emergence of mainstream corporate rap in the late 80s led to a shift in the hip-hop culture. It became so that gay bashing and women trashing became part of the part of the lexicon. So it's like... And what you said, late it, 80s? Yeah, huh? What, the what? late 80s. I got something for you on that one. Yeah? Keep going, keep going. That's kind of where the transition came. Keep going. Yeah, go and ahead. I think that was to appeal to the mainstream. You know, you don't speak well of women. This is supposed to be gangster rap, right? Because it wasn't so gangster back in the day. No, it was not. It was not. It wasn't. Gangster. It was very much so about the community. Exactly. It was very much exactly. about the community. It was a about of, self-expression. Exactly. And a lot of people, uh, if you really think about it, how much attention would you really grab? Now, mind you, they were grabbing attention mm-hmm. because they saw fashion with it. They saw dancing with it. Right. So that was a part of these street kids Wanting to basically put their voice out there, right? And if so, basically they say we want to be able to have our creativity in this too, mm-hmm. but yet we want people to hear what we have to say, right? So I love the fact, I love the fact that they were standing up and they were doing it in a creative way. There was no fighting. Yeah. If you wanted to fight, you did it in break moves. Just, <laughs> I mean, you just started you some to break dancing, like you yeah. started really getting into. Oh, you want to? Oh. Yeah, you, tell, or you, you did start, the dozens or something. Like exactly. you just. Curse each other out with some rap lyrics. And you know t- let I mean? me tell you, I mean, especially when you watch things like Kumo D. With I mean, especially he killed Busy B. Yeah. It was about the artistry. It was about really right. slaying something with your words, right. but as well as also bringing awareness for people. Exactly. And it was an entirely different thing. But the gays at that time, mm-hmm. there was big money to be made in gays. 
because of the fact that at that time, gay people were also looking, believe it or not, for that exact same freedom that black people exactly. were looking for, too. And they found it in the clubs. They found it in those particular outlets. Exactly. And those outlets were starving for, you know, people to come and service to them. You know, to say, hey, talk about me and let us have fun. Because at that right. time, the movement was in, you know, just just simply prancing up and down the streets. Right. Of course, you had Stonewall that already occurred. You had several other uh, pride uh, events was actually starting right. around that time, too. So everyone wants to be heard from right. every segment of the world. Exactly. Everyone wants to be heard. So gay people at that time started in management. From management, they gained n- wide popularity. Mm-hmm. Wide popularity. And even in hip and even direction, rock and roll in particular, rock and roll had its influence from the blues. Yeah. Now there was something I, I, I found Stole out. From the blues. Uh, well, let me tell you something. This is something I um, I found out when it came down to the blues, uh, because a lot of people really don't really speak of the history, and a lot of a lot of rock groups will actually talk about their history within right. being influenced with the blues. So black people, again, we 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 everywhere we influence well, everybody. Jazz, and by the way, jazz oh. and the blues are truly American creations, and they were made by who? Black people, black people, right? Black people. And and in then, the South, there Baton Rouge and other exactly. Yes, they were. Yes, they yeah. were. And, and one particular quote, I want to, I want to kind of read real quick. It was actually from the Guardian, and the Guardian was. I, first off, I truly, truly do respect the Guardian because the Guardian really does speak about uh, a lot of facts that actually happened during that particular time. And one particular gay, uh, gay writer, he wrote something pertaining to the history of uh, blues. And so let me just write, read this real quick. As a critic, John Savage points out, even rock and roll's very roots, the blues, contain a weird gay subculture. Mm -hmm. The genre was home to songs such as George Hanna's Freakish Man Blues, Mm -hmm. Lewis Russell's The New Call of the Freaks, and Coco Arnold's Sissy Man Blues. I woke up this morning with my pork grinding business in my mind, offers Arnold, adding, Lord, if you can't send me no woman, please send me some sissy man. Oh, wow. The thing about it is, how many people can honestly say that they were influenced by the blues as well as also influenced by rock and roll? They were all being right. influenced, hip-hop included. That marriage between D- Run DMC mm-hmm. and Aerosmith, you, you thought really thought that was by accident? No. 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 It was done because practically they're really the same thing. Punk came, you know, derived at that time, and of course, you know, right. blues rock. But they wound up creating such, such a big... Machines such as rock right. and roll, but also if you really kind of look at the birth of rock and look at the birth of hip hop, it's practically the same right. thing. It's really the same thing. So to have them married, you know, it's fascinating. Like uh, hip hop is still like Drake, for instance. He does hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. He does, uh, sop hop, whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he's he's at the top of the charts, and he's been at the top of the charts for like nine weeks now. Mm-hmm. You can't say the same thing about rock. Hip hop well, has, has hip hop has replaced rock. Now. It has, but think about but it. But it's not. It doesn't look like it's going anywhere. It, well, it's not waning. It's you know not what waning I mean? because of the fact that a lot of people really feel. And this is the the, the sad part. Um, and gay, by the way, gay people are very good at hiding truth too. So we can be yeah. all up in the gay and hip hop and everything like that, but we will never speak about it because we hold those secrets. It's money being made. Mm-hmm. Why do I want to disrupt it? A lot of people take on that. Why do I want to disrupt this? Why do I disrupt? Why do I want to disrupt it with my gayness? Right, because I think the, that's what those executives that you're talking about—the yeah. ones who used to be in charge—yeah, they didn't want to be out and proud. 
They wanted to make their money. Uh, listen, <laughs> who, who, was it, who discovered a, Whit- a Whitney Houston? Whitney uh, Houston. Uh, what the, what's his name? Clive Davis. Clive Davis, thank you. Clive Davis, he knew many executives were gay. He himself did not come out, but he also never. He also said himself in an interview, I believe, on ABC, that he said, "I never really, I never really, you know, felt like I really wanted to be with a man, but it just hit me. Like one day, I just, yeah, let me sleep with the guy." And I'm like, that was kind of an odd interview, you know. Yeah. But but he actually admitted that this on national television, and this is Clive Davis, one of the guys who created, and by the way, had a very strong influence also in hip hop, if we remember. Clive Davis was also part of many R&B groups. He actually created many hip-hop groups. We got to look at that, too. The gay people were definitely a part of every aspect. So, again, independent, you walk into a big household, that wheel and machine is already going. Mm -hmm. And the people involved to make that money keep rolling. You're walking in here. Do you really think they're going to change because of you? No. Now, I'm not going to say, and here's something else that was also spoken. A lot of the hip-hop artists at that time did go to jail. Mm-hmm. Now, according to one particular mm-hmm. rapper... Jail and gay people. Yeah, go ahead. One, go ahead. <laughs> you, you, you see what I'm going with this, right? One particular rapper said, jail is like Vegas. Mm-hmm. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. What happens in jail stays in jail. Yeah. But maybe not so. No, not all of it does. Because some people... Why Why do you think all these boys wear their pants halfway down their ass? Mm. Listen, say what you... They don't even know. They don't even know the reasons. They, they have no other... No idea. The, the thing about it is, though, a lot of rappers will never... Some rappers will, you know, behind closed doors with their closest friends and come mm-hmm. on because some of them comrades have also had yeah. a little taste of something different. Right. Will not necessarily admit, but when they finally get behind closed doors, there was one particular executive I'll just call his name, you know. Well, never mind, I won't. <laughs> but the the executive actually was in a confrontation, or I should not say confrontation. It was actually the one particular rapper had a confrontation with another rapper. Mm-hmm. And gay came up. So executive comes to the door. What's the problem? Because he held this commotion. He was like, man, this nigga, this nigga gay. He's like, well, what, what, what you talking about, gay? What you talking about? He's like, you talking about when you in prison and shit? Like, well, he's like, whoa. You mean tell me you ain't never did nothing in prison? That's exactly what this executive mm. said. Mm. And it was almost like common. Right. So now let's bring it all, let's add it all together. You have a big machine being managed by gay people, mm. gay people all around creativity. There was tons of times, people, even the designer of your clothes, many of them were what? Gay, of course. Come on. God. So they got gay people everywhere in the industry. Yeah. Then you got some people who've done a few things in jail that they really don't want to admit to because right. they know their culture, right. how their culture accept, accepts it. Right. And then you look at the beginnings of it and how it always just kept intersecting with, if it was a rock and roll, it was disco. If it was a disco, it was something. It always kept intersecting. Do we really look at hip-hop and say, oh, it was inevitable that this was going to occur? Yeah. It was going to occur. Right. That was the whole point. And, but guess what? They also saw the money. Right. Let's not forget that money. The money was a huge rolling machine. Exactly. And and that exactly. fact, there's one particular article that I did pull up. I was talking about this one group. They came directly from uh, Europe. Now, mind you, this group wasn't hip hop, but they were actually 
truly embraced the gay culture, they wanted to hit the gay circuit like no other. Europe, this European band, Europe got it. They're like, oh no, we got to go hip all the gay, right. the gay clubs. Right. Because at this stage, and I think it statistically shows that when it comes to gay people, they expect you to cater to them. Yeah, They expect you. Not the fact that income shows that they're any higher or anything like that to more people, even though I do believe gay men Income-wise, are higher. Why? Because well, yeah, we have more expendable, uh, expendable cash, word? expendable income. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because of the fact we have no kids, right? Well, mostly, we have a dog, maybe two, you know, <laughs> maybe and a cat. Unfortunately, a lot of people aren't close to their family. Exactly. So that you don't also. have parents to take care of or anything. Bingo. You know? So when you start looking at those factors, they do have expendable cash to right. be able to celebrate with. And by the way, they expect for you to cater to them just as right. much. And all those singers, R and B. Yeah. Hip hop. Oh my and everybody god! Else, they love that them, gay money. They are sustained by gay men. And, and like we were talking about Deborah Cox a few weeks ago. Yes. Would Deborah Cox begin any club performances if it weren't for us? That song is twenty years old. I Did know. I love that song. By the way. It is there. Nobody's supposed to be. But who who would be calling her? Yeah. Thank you. Like, she's not getting called by a straight club. They don't want to... No. They're like, no, we want who's ever singing now. That's Bingo. who we want. Yeah. But gay people keep your ass alive. We will keep you in pl- We, we will, will keep you keep in Keep your play. ass busy forever. They will repeatedly go back to those same places that they thought spoke so badly of. Yeah. So now it got to the point that a lot of these artists didn't really want to speak. Now it's at that level mm-hmm. to where they don't want to speak so badly of. Right. You're now getting a slow diminish of, I love everybody. I know right. what... But you know why, right? Mm-hmm. Because the gay influence within the music industry is so prevalent. Yeah. They can be able to kill your career in seconds. Oh, yeah. The amount of people that actually control the networks mm-hmm. that your videos get displayed, gay. A lot of them are gay. A lot of people lot that... Of executives up there are Oh, gay. Pl- listen. Uh, even when I was, my little small little stint working within music promotion down here in Miami, mm-hmm. um, the amount of gay people I came across... In the retail stores at that time, and keep in mind, there's no retail stores, but now you got Amazon and shit like that. Yeah. But at that time, you had all record stores, and guess who was in charge of those record stores? The gay people. Yeah. And you, be, I never forgot this one interaction I had. And back then, what they called you do things on consignment. If you're in, you had independent labels, yeah. you did things on consignment. A certain amount of uh, la- certain amount of CDs that you purchase, and they'll give you a small amount of space. To put because they know the local market. Yeah. So I walked in. Oh my God, how are you? Oh my God, I love local music. I love this is a white gay white man. Yeah. I love Goku Gay. I don't care what anybody says. I am the one that controls this. <laughs> so if you guys want what I could do, I can like certain amount on consignment. I understand how it works. I've been doing this for years. You and you put a small amount in here, okay? And I will I will say about twelve. We'll see how it moves. We'll see how it goes. And we'll just take, but I love local music. Oh my God, you'd be quite surprised. The people that I came into the industry that are gay. Yeah. And they were white. Check yeah. that out, too. Yeah. And, but they loved local talent. Most of the executives are. They're white gay men. Exactly. So now you're coming across I mean, a whole different. Let me tell you the why history. Do you, why do you think Eminem apologized to, to, to Elton John? <laughs> <laughs> Say what you, know, you want. Let me you think his feelings want. changed? No. Uh, and, and guess what? I mean, I'm pretty sure his feelings he saw changed. where his money was going. Like, but see, bingo. And I, I'm not going to sit and say that nobody here, nobody in the radio station was gay. I'm not. Matter of fact, I'm going to go as far as to say I'm not even sure the number of people 
who mm-hmm. actually started off in these hip hop groups weren't necessarily bisexual in mm-hmm. nature, or maybe because they were introduced to it while they were in jail, or yeah. I don't know. I mean, we just saw a couple of people getting caught, but we'll yeah. talk about that another. We'll part talk two. about that next week. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is, we managed the Beatles. We managed. Tommy, uh, Tommy Steele. We've managed LL Cool J. We managed so many prominent artists that we know and love today, and that has actually played a part in changing the music industry. I don't think anybody has anything left to say at this point, but it's just the fact that to me it was expected. Yeah, that's my opinion. I don't know what you think. What do you think? No, I think it was. Um, one thing I found interesting in my research is how. You know, with the thug rap from the early 90s, like N.W.A., you know, Dr. Dre, Ice-T, you know, all those guys, how Mm. they got into it. Um, And they, like, a a number of their songs were saying, like, a real message, like, you know, fuck Mm -hmm. the police. Yeah. All that shit. But they also got really homophobic and really misogynistic. And I was reading that part of that was, like I was saying earlier, to, to appeal to the larger audience yeah. to represent this thug life. Of course, yeah, absolutely. To perpetuate this idea of black man- masculinity yes. and how we should be and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just funny how how the, the, the idea of rap got warped yeah. into something largely negative. Exactly. Which is why the majority, like, for a long time, the rap was very popular, but at the same time, you wouldn't have people say, oh, I, I love rap. Like, it would be like a... Like an underground thing. Like you wouldn't, like white kids wouldn't be like, oh, I love rap. Yeah. They would, they'd be the weird kid if they liked rap. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Like, uh, like, what's that song? Uh, pretty Cool for a White Guy. Yeah. <laughs> what? what? You what, remember what? that song? No. Uh, pretty Cool. I don't know. Any, this is a stupid oh, wait song. A oh, wait a minute. Was, uh, was that a rock band singing that yeah, song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And okay. he was, yeah, he, he was really into rap and that was seen as like embarrassing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I remember that. But um, yeah, I just think that's I think that's fascinating that the corporate culture got its hands in it and changed it into this really negative representation of of black people. Let, let's look at the wardrobe. Let's go back in the wardrobe yeah, yeah, for just yeah, a quick yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Now, some of the people say, you know, when doing the research for this, a lot of the people say, well, keep in mind, Chris, you know that the 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 wardrobe was actually more influenced due to at that time you look at Earth Wind and Fire you look at yes. all those funk bands ex- they had you know. those tight ass clothes and everything yeah yeah I really tried to find out who designed the funk bands because I'm, ser- <laughs> I'm serious I tried my yeah, best yeah, yeah. and I'm going to find it because all those all those bands were very skin tight yeah. very girlish in many ways right. and to me I'm thinking to myself but the we but we wore it with a different way of wearing it. It's how you wear it, not it right. wearing you. Right. And I saw that, and hip-hop started out the exact same way. A lot of fringe. A lot. <laughs> it was. And yeah, so, yeah, I yeah. mean, now, poor, now everybody would look back and say, well, look at Now, of course, black people are very critical. They look at your hand movement, look at what you wear. But back in those days, when they were wearing that, it was not considered to be gay. Exactly. It's very, it wasn't. very... Weird to me is it, it, we looked at those yeah. bands now and we looked like that band was good because we were listening to their music, right. but what they wore right. that screamed. It's like something to me. something happened in the eighties to where we went from like skin like I have <laughs> I've seen old pictures of like my my dad and my cousins and my uncles back in the early eighties mm-hmm. they're wearing some skin tight pants 
I'm they, like, how are y'all breathing? They, they, <laughs> you go from that to like the late '80s, early '90s. Every, suddenly, everything's baggy. Yep. Like yes. loose as hell. Everything's mm-hmm. falling off you. You have shirts two times your size. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? What happened to, to cause that that major shift in how in how we dressed? Exactly. Was that looking? I was just looking a little too gay. Now, you know, you can't look like J.J. Walker uh, every day, you know. <laughs> That's not socially acceptable. And but the, then it came back in the fashion. Listen, okay, first off, now the love gaze is definitely making a shitload more money for you. Yeah, Look at, yeah. As Lady Gaga. <laughs> as Lady Gaga. Yes. Uh, but, you know, it's also interesting, the fact that when it came down to people who actually tried to give little hints, like Mr. Terrence Dean, who was a former executive of um, the music channel MTV. Yeah. And he wrote this book. He didn't really put out names, but it was like a puzzle. Mm. And I saw how the black media in particular were putting those puzzles together. Mm. And you know what they came out, how many names they came out with just figuring it out? Yeah. And a lot of those people are executives that we know and that had an extremely hand in changing the music. Ooh. Whether it was New Jack Swing music mm-hmm. or any other type, you know, I'm just throwing certain titles. I'm not uh-huh. saying executive names. Don't I'm just say any that, names. Just name all their I'm, songs. I'm, saying, <laughs> I'm just saying that the the movement that was in that, that particular right. time. But it's just funny how people started putting the puzzle together. Yeah. Now it's very no, of course, people who are in the industry. Uh, well, let me let me let me backtrack. One particular rapper did say. Mm. He said that. Let's look at it from another realistic standpoint. Mm. You see and taste the good life within hip hop. Mm. You're tasting it. You're on tour. You're making money. You're just basically everywhere. Now, an executive comes to you, and I'm not saying that there's not been abuse mm. within uh, from gay men, but guess what? I'm not going to say there wasn't abuse even from straight men. Of course, there was. Abuse is abuse. Abuse of power. Right. right. Abuse of power. Right. I'm not going to, because we always hear about the casting couch, right? Right. But what do we hear about the, I've heard tons of things about the music industry. Somebody slept with a bunch of this person to get a contract. Right. But what about men in particular? Yeah, you don't hear much about that. No one wants to talk about that. And the thing about it is, one particular rapper said, if you know that you are continuing to make a, a lot of money, in one particular way and, you know, doing all your music and all the, doing on the tours and everything. Mm-hmm. But some come, someone comes along because, by the way, at this particular point, you know how it is to be living a good life, but you also, you know damn well how it is to live the bad life. Right. You know how it is to be poor. No one will go to that. So just a hypothetical thing. Mm-hmm. If you see the good life over here going and going to the most best places, that and, and by the way, having the best at that time, coke, weed, and everything you want to do, everything yeah. is your at your disposal. And then you come across this particular executive that may say, hey, you know what? You know, we can keep it going. Yeah. You mind coming to my house a little bit? Yeah, if you want to get where you want to go. Now, mind you, wow. we're also talking about very poor kids at that time. Yeah. Poor kids coming into this industry, and they're looking at what they were coming from, and now they're looking at what they're looking forward to. Right. How many of them made different decisions? Yeah. That also was something of some of the accusations that some of them were saying. Some of them were saying, look, you know, some people are asking me out of the same sex. It's Listen, it's yeah. dark in every portion of the entertainment yeah. business overall. Yeah. Music, right. acting, I don't care what it is. So to possibly say that they were not part of that, 
Um, I'll be stupid to say no that we had no no parts of that. Yeah. But at the same time, you normally hear it anyway. Yeah. Take gay out the situation. You hear it anyway. Yeah. How many people on those casting couches? Oh yeah, were happens all the time. Everything? I never really thought about the 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 idea of uh, the gay executive, you know, trying to. You know, it's oh, one of those things. I'm not saying that happens in, in all cases. I'm not just in all that, cases, of yeah. course, but it's happened. It's, I mean, I, it, it must have happened. happened. You know, it had somewhere to have happened. it has happened. You know, and it's just you have these same guys who go from you know doing that to get ahead to writing really homophobic lyrics, right? You know, so it is a a nice little something that people can really think about mm. because with all the research I've been doing, basically we've already been there. But also, some of the things I've been finding out is the fact that there was some type of choices to be made. Right. And a lot of people who actually been there and seen that light, they understand that there are some choices. And apparently, there's three paths. Mm-hmm. Three paths. You can go down the left, you can go down the right, or you can go straight down the middle on your own. Mm-hmm. Some people choose the right, some people choose the left, some people choose to go on their own. Yeah. So it just really depends. And by the way, it's those people who said they went on their own, they also had an independent label at that time to back them and protect them too. True, true. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And so I'm just research. I'm just bringing it up there, you know. A lot of, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of lakes in this thing. Uh, let me whole, tell you, it you gets know, a, a little bit. It, the, the more that I found out, one, like I said, I'm a, I'm a lover of history, but right. I was very appreciative to kind of see that different perspective. Gay people have been in every single aspect, regardless of what, and they have also been persecuted and everything that you can just name a, just like another a normal black man. So when you get that, but yet you always find out that we always come out. Black yeah. people come out as well as also gay people. Not, things have not changed. Yeah. They, the, the creativity in many ways of looking at one particular, like you look at this door as a piece of wood. Some people look at this door as a lavish door that you can just simply open exactly. on both sides. <laughs> it's exactly. like the, it just open like it's a, a French door. And you know, it's you know, it just how you view things. Hip-hop viewed music completely different as a voice, as a sound off right. for revolution. Exactly. It was revolutionary. Gay yeah. people found their creativity within such a, a, a really persecuted way of living that you are arrested yeah. just for being who you are. They actually right. found uh, creativity in many outlets in music and, and the entertainment industry overall was one of them. There is something about an oppressed people that brings out the best in them. It really That does. brings out their most creative side, their most their most like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The most not subtle, but the ways you can express yourself. Yes, it, it gets changed. Yes. It's not the typical way. No, just like the way the way slaves express themselves through music. Bingo. The way they pass along messages through mm-hmm. music. Yeah. The way they did that they 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 design quilts with messages. Exactly. Like it makes you more creative. Exactly. So I can see where. You know, being black and oppressed, being gay and oppressed, how that intersected yeah. to to make you know hip hop exactly kind of what it became exactly exactly. That, you know, I, I'm actually glad we actually uh, kind of brought this topic up yeah. because I think now don't get me wrong, you know, we're, there's oh, there is going to be a part two of this yeah. because I think we can go. I like to talk about it now. Yeah, yeah. Talk about it now and also how do you mm-hmm. and myself rectify being gay men and liking rap music? that may contain homophobic lyrics. You know what? Let me tell you something. With the music that I'm listening to, I've seen how music has changed through the years. Yeah. Uh, of course, I have my understandings of how and why it's changed mm-hmm. because I've heard also in the early 90s 
that people found the correlation between hip-hop music and, well, prisons. And there have been actually, the correlation hasn't been made. But, and there also, you know, certain executives were pretty much requested to make it harsh, more uglier, more nasty. Yeah, make it blacker. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, but I see how the reasons of why things have become the way they are. The reality is we don't necessarily have to take on any type of belief. I love hip-hop from the beginning. Right. I love hip-hop. Yes, did I have religious beliefs also? I was taught that that was the devil's music. I was taught that rock was the devil's music. I was taught that all parts, if it wasn't gospel, was the (laughs) devil's music. And let's keep keep this real. We go back a little bit further. Gospel was not accepted by black people either in the beginning. If it wasn't right, it wasn't right. Mm. And so our acceptance of things, we've we've managed to move and budge budge when we think that we weren't going to. This is one of them. Hip-hop and gay, sorry to tell you. Yeah. It was bound to happen. Yeah, that, That's my opinion about it. I love hip-hop. I don't like how some of the hip-hop now is yeah. actually being portrayed a lot. I think a lot of it's really, it takes away the creativity. Right. It takes away the individuality. Yes. And I think it's just simply going with what's popular. Back in the day, yeah. I love Big Daddy you, King. You were, I'm sorry. You were able to hear, you know, the first the first line of a, a rap song. You knew who it was. Exactly. Now you listen, it's like, who, who's this? Who the again? hell is this? You know, you gotta, this future is this panda? Who's I, don't, this? <laughs> I don't know. He sounds like he has a hernia, though. I, I mean, don't know what's what's going on. No, no but yeah. some of the rappers won't forget lyrics if it's done by a legendary Ooh. artist. But anyway. Somebody uh, saw hip hop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people, mm, I don't know. Anyway, but. Listen, I love Big Daddy Kane. I love Drake. Mm-hmm. I love, uh, well, of course, growing up, I love Big Daddy Kane. I loved, who else? I loved, I thought Biz Marquis was actually really good. He was yeah. very individual. Spring again. <laughs> I love that shit. Yeah. And to see where it progressed, don't give me one. I knew Common when he was Common Sense. Right. So he progressed a little bit further from there. I still love EPMD. I don't give a damn what nobody said. Yeah. And yes, I'm black and gay, and I still love that old hip hop because I was there. Right. I was with them. I was with them. So why should I change anything? Right. But I see where it has progressed. Yeah. I see where it's progressed to talking about mostly about sex. And I hate to say it. I mean, some rappers, they hold as a a big crown to talk about pussy, 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 and more pussy. Yeah, 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 they do. We know you, we we know you're a male. I mean, that's, that's fine. But is there anything else can you say? I feel like the more money they make, the less they have to talk about. They don't have any struggles. Yeah, you, know, you know. I think you just hit on the head. No more struggles. You know, you got money. You're good. You're famous. People like you. You don't have to. You don't have to talk about how you're struggling because you're not. Wow. All right. Well, that's our show for today. <laughs> so, <laughs> see us next week, and I hope we got touched on some topics, gave you a few things to think about. Like I said, we're gonna bring this up again, but we're gonna go a little bit deeper, and let's see how what a uh, piece of information that you probably didn't know about. So, guys, thank you for joining us. Thank you. See you next week. Bye.